You end up signing and you have that moment, right? It's just, it's something out of a fairy tale. It's just, you sign a professional contract. It's all real. All your hard work to this point is rewarded, right? So what happens then? So you end up uh, leaving Pittsburgh, coming back to Rhode Island. I'm sure you have to train, but you go right to rookie ball, right? Or single A or some camp, right? They actually flew us. If I came, I think they flew us from Pittsburgh directly to Florida. I never, wow! I never, so you never went back? No, I never went back to Rhode Island. So I was in Pittsburgh, I think, for two days. It was two nights, I think, three days, two nights, and they flew us right from Pittsburgh to Florida. Our camp was in um, Bradenton, in Bradenton, okay. Florida, just south of Tampa, and we flew right there, and that was our. I forget the name of the league, but that's like your low, the lowest team is at the spring training complex. Because after the draft, like the season's already been going on for a few months. So you go to what's called short season, which is um, they actually got rid of those teams now. But there's a team at the spring training complex, and then there's another team, uh, actually two more teams elsewhere. But they all sent us there, and then you, you go through the training staff to make sure everything's good. Um, and then you start right away. There's a team right there. You suit up and – I think you throw like one or two bullpens just to make sure that you're still sharp from the couple of weeks that you took off, and then boom, you're right in the games. <laughs> so it happens pretty quick. So how long is that season, though? So I think the draft, whatever. It, two, so two weeks after the draft, you're in Pittsburgh, then two days, and then you're right to Florida. So that's just about the beginning of August, I want to say. Okay, so you probably only played for like a month or two, right? Yeah, so I think I played – actually, it was a little before that. So maybe it was like end of July, you're down there. So I played – I had two outings in the Gulf – I think Gulf Coasting is what it's called. I had two outings there. I pitched scoreless in both outings. And I think – I remember it was funny because I remember thinking like, oh, how do you get promoted? Like how do you get called up, blah, 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 to a different team? And I'm sitting there watching the game, and the coach came up to me, like, put his arm around me. He was like, you're going to Greensboro, or what's it called, Bristol tomorrow, which is in Tennessee, which is, our, <laughs> which is our, one of our rookie teams after yeah. that. He's like, you're going to Bristol tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what does that mean? He was like, you got promoted. Like, go go take a shower. It was in the middle of the game. He's like, go to the locker room. Like, go take a shower. Like, pack your shit. Like, your, your flight's tomorrow at 5 a.m. Oh like, shit! He I'm put like, you on a red eye. I'm like, okay. Dude, the, the, it's wild. Like you don't know. I'm like, yeah. what does that mean? Like, the, like do I like say bye? Like, no, leave. Like go go to sleep. Like I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> You're in he's the like, middle of a game. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, the bus will be outside the um, the complex tomorrow at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Pick you up. I'm like, so yeah, he. he he wraps his arm around you, and of course, you know, you got to make a warm embrace. You know, yeah. hey, hey, CJ, hey, you enjoying the game? Like, hey, you know, you see that girl in section five? Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, you're going to be pitching tomorrow in Tennessee. Yeah. We're flying you out at five in the morning. The bus is going to be there at four. Like, get your Literally. ass up. <laughs> yeah. So, me and this other kid both got the same thing. So, me and him, who ended up being my roommate in Tennessee with the host family, Alex Roth, 
great kid. We flew together, 5 a.m., get on the bus, we fly there. Crazy travel day, like, as you can imagine. From, from yeah. We had, to, we had to take, like, this 20-person plane that was bouncing all over the place in Tennessee. Oh, Jesus Christ. We get there, we, have, <laughs> we don't know one on that team either. So it's like, I feel like I just started to get to know these people over here. Gone. Meet a whole new set of people. So you're trying to fit in there. But, yeah, just cr- like, show up there and then... I think I had one day off, and then I was like pitching the next day with a bunch of people I'd never met before. So it's just a wild. Experience. Yeah, it's just a wild experience. Like, I'm sure you had some flashbacks about playing for UConn and flying all over the country and shit like that. Like, it's yeah. just that's crazy. Like, one thing about baseball too is that um, it's different for a sport like football because you play once a week. Uh, might be different from basketball too because you have a couple games a week. Baseball, you're playing all the time you could play baseball every day it's actually designed to play every day right Mm -hmm. and you're constantly traveling whether it's by plane or by bus so you do have those games and you do have those moments where it the turnaround's quick you know like you literally had to leave in the middle of the game like take a shower get the fuck out of here your (laughs) flight's gonna be here at 5 a.m like you gotta go like it's just it's crazy how shit works out like that so you get to tennessee is that where the season ended for you? Like, yeah. did you finish the season in Tennessee? Okay. Yep. Yeah, so there was, so there's, the way that it is, well, the way it used to be was the Gulf Coast League, which is in Florida, and then rookie, I think it's called, yeah, rookie ball was Bristol, Tennessee, where where I played, and then there's rookie advanced, which was Greenboro and West Virginia, I think. Um, so I was in um, rookie ball, which is in Tennessee, and I played there, I want to say we played about, I don't know, 40 or 50 maybe it literally was six because i think i was there for just about two months i think we played like 58 games in two months or something <laughs> jesus like, <laughs> like yeah it's all day like you said and that was the longest season of my life because i went from yukon which started preseason in january 15th so i'm pitching from january 15th until like october 1st oh my like, god like, like more than a big league season i think i it's like 65 games in college, and then I played another um, 10 in Gulf Coast League, and then another 60. So that's it puts you at like 140, just about like almost a full big league season, and like my first year, and it's, it was wild with three different teams. But yeah, yeah I pitched there. I think I had like 30 innings or so. But yeah, that's where my season ended there. And then yeah, they flew us home for two weeks, and then we had to go to what they call instructional league, which is about a month. In the fall, so all organizations do it different. But we had to. We went home for about two weeks, and then they flew us back to Florida for basically like a camp for about four weeks, four or five weeks, where they put most of the incoming first-year players that just got drafted and some of the prospects through. It's kind of a combination of instruct like instruction with bullpens, but also a combination of like team building exercises and. Honestly, one week where they put you through hell, where you're waking up at three in the morning, going, doing all these crazy oh, things. Man. It was fun. But. Yeah. Yeah. So you go through that and you're ramping up for the next season, the 2020 season, right? Yeah. But what's also ramping up is COVID, right? Yeah. So we go to spring training, um, like you're built up for that. COVID wasn't really in a, too much of an effect in the off season. So I, I was fine for training there, like was prepared, excited. I had worked on a, a couple different pitches, sequencing, like trying to train 
um, like pitching Arsenal a little bit different to benefit more um, of what I was trying to trying to do. Um, so I go into spring training like ready to go, eager to to test out what I've been working on in the off season. Um, and I think I had maybe two outings, one or two outings, one of which had gone okay, the other one had gone better. And then COVID starts popping up in the news, and we're like. COVID, like, what's this, blah, 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 is it that serious, like, you're talking about, how's it going to affect us, and we're like, ah, it's okay, like, we'll, we'll figure it out, and then a few days later, we start hearing rumors, like, oh, you guys, everyone's going to be going home, like, travel restrictions, like, you're going to be stuck here, like, what are we going to do, and then I actually remember we had, I think, we typically had one off day, like, every 14 days or 13 days, whatever like that, on the off day, we would I would always want to go golfing so i would find people that wanted to go golfing and we had gone golfing on that off day and we had all received a text at like i think we were on like hole 12 or 13 like everyone's going home like tomorrow <laughs> or some people were going home that night like if they live far yeah yeah like you gotta you gotta pack your bag like your your bus out of here is in like two hours so like people Holy were like oh shit. shit like i gotta go back like people were going back like hurrying up my flight wasn't until the next day so i, I finished oh flying. oh i see what you're saying i was thinking about the people that lived outside of the country like if you live far away like they probably well, sent you too, home yeah. immediately because of the travel bans and, and things that were going on but yeah. that's cr- so you're off day of course it's the one day you look forward to every 13 14 days every two weeks and of course you get that text that's unbelievable man so of course your flight out is the next day and how did things go from there so you're back in rhode island obviously you continue to train we don't know how covid is going to play out um obviously as people know listening covid affected so many businesses so many, I mean, just the list goes on and on, right? Yeah. One of the biggest things affected by COVID are obviously professional sports teams. And what happened was that teams had to cut their minor league teams mm-hmm. like straight up. Like there was, so there were no minor league baseball teams last year playing, right? The entire minor league season was cut. What happened with a lot of teams is, uh, a lot of teams had to cut a lot of their prospects. You, of course, were one of the prospects cut. Mm-hmm. How did that go for you? Because here you are, you just, I mean, this is this is your first, well, this is your second year playing pro ball, right? Because you had 2019. Yeah, first full year. Yeah. yeah, so you just get drafted. You just sign your professional contract. You're playing in um, the Gulf Coast League. You get promoted right away, and I'm sure the sky was the limit in 2020 because you have massive dreams. You're thinking, okay, well, if I got through the Gulf Coast League pretty quickly and I'm already in rookie ball, well, maybe I can go to A or advanced A, and, and you know, the sky's the limit, right? So how did that play out for you? Did you get a phone call and, you know, you might have had – you might have had your regional scout, your guy, or, or maybe it was a manager who called you and, and told you what your future was going to be like. Yeah. So, yeah, you're actually right. Like, going into into spring training in 2020, like, so a couple of the factors, one being an older guy, I was 24, yeah, 24 years old, no, 23, about to turn 24 uh, in that spring training. So that's old for minor league ball, like, and especially a late draft pick. Typically what they do with those guys is they either just – keep pushing you up 
And if you start to do poorly and you do bad, they just cut you anyways. And if you're doing well, then you get a more of an advanced opportunity to keep going up. Like I said, basically in college, how if you're doing well, they get to keep riding you. And if you do well, then good luck. Like, see you later, basically. So I thought in 2020, like, okay, if I, if I just continue to have good outing after good outing after good outing, I have a chance to maybe jump a couple right. quicker than most other people. So I, I was excited for that, like, and I was happy with that. And if I if I got pushed up and I sucked, then I deserved to get cut. Like that's fine. I'm happy. I'll be able to move on with that. But that kind of sucked because I never really got a chance. So when they sent us home th- uh, three or four weeks into spring training. Basically, their plan for us was, we don't know when COVID's going to end, when the restrictions are going to end. You guys could be called back to spring training at any point. So what our as a pitcher, you, as you know, playing baseball, like. You have to be ready at any point. Like yeah. If you take the way that my philosophy was, for every week you take off, it takes that many weeks to get back to 100%. Right. So if you take two weeks off, it's going to take – that's four weeks basically. So right. you had to be throwing every day, every other day, at least right. five days a week. So I was still training 20 to tw- like 25 hours a week from when I got home to stay ready. And I did that from – we had to be there in March, probably from the middle of March – all the way until June. And yeah. I was training 20 to 25 <laughs> hours a week. And right. then I got the call on, on June 11th. I still remember June 11th from one of the front office guys. And as soon as it came through on my phone, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, this is either <laughs> really good news or really bad news. And I'm like, ah, there's no good news at this point. Like, I'm definitely getting cut. And when I answered it, like, sure enough, they're right to the point. Like, like you obviously, like they say, you obviously know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you, you got to expect this, blah, blah, blah. Like, Thank you for all your time, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I was appreciative. I wasn't angry or anything like that. I kind of – it just hit you quick or it's like, yeah, I appreciate what the, what the opportunity it's, you guys gave to, uh, it, to me, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, it, it's probably the worst way your career can end. Yeah. It's nothing that you could have done. It's nothing that anybody could have done. It's a global pandemic that unfortunately stops you from – your dream advancing any further. I mean, look, I don't want to, I always like to keep this show upbeat and I always like to keep this show funny and laid back and positive. That fucking sucks. And that's heartbreaking. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, if I lived my entire life, look, granted you had your moments, right? I mean, you signed that contract, right? You played professional baseball, right? You got to experience what it was like to be a pro ball player, right? Even if it was for a day, you had, you know, an extended season and, uh, you know, of course you had maybe even more to that in, in 2020, but it's still heartbreaking. I mean, it's one of the, it's, it has to be the worst way for your career to end. I mean, there's nothing you could have done. I mean, like if you get cut, like you said, if they throw you into the fire, kind of like how they threw you into the fire, UConn, if they threw you into the fire, you didn't perform. Well, okay. You guys are going to cut me. That's fine. Maybe I find a new team or maybe I'm just done, right? Yeah. For COVID to come and to not only cut you, but to cut thousands of ball players, it's just it's terrible. Yeah. Right? And like I said, I mean, the sky was the limit for you yeah, coming nothing, around. Yeah, like you said, there's nothing really you could have really done. Yeah. And I mean, baseball is such a small like you said, COVID's affected so many things that are so much more impactful than professional baseball. But like you said, it's not You'd rather have mentally gone out knowing that you suck. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you want to know that you did something that 
you screwed up and you right. sucked and, and you deserved to be released or whatever. Um, but like you said, when like you didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, I, I didn't pitch bad. I had I had good numbers and stuff, and it kind of just sucks. It's a numbers game at that point. And um, Ben Sherrington, actually, I'm, I mean, I'm a Red Sox fan. Sherrington sure. comes in. He's the new GM of the Pirates, and he just cleaned house, basically. I think, I think they released seven. He didn't call you, did he? No, no. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, like, but he's in charge of that stuff. Right, I'm right. I'm sure he had a – like you said, in, in this year they they got rid of all the minor league teams. So the Gulf Coast League, rookie, rookie, and then rookie advanced, all gone. So those three right. teams are no longer in existence. So right. And now you have to go from spring training, like the lowest, lowest team, to single A. What was the next step for you after – you kind of let that settle and you kind of realized, okay, well, my time with the Pirates is up. Were you hoping for another team to reach out or were you staying sharp? Like, were you throwing, working out? What were you doing after the Pirates called? Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely a hard, obviously it was hard to process at first um, because there wasn't really anything that I did wrong. Like, that was the hardest thing to get over. And I almost felt like, I, I mean, it's put too much for myself. I always, I felt like, to like my family and stuff that was so it, 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 it's such a weird feeling because you go from being everyone so proud of like the accomplishment like you said that getting drafted and then like getting cut as quickly I almost turned around and I felt like everybody was like disappointed in me for being released like not but at the same time like you said there was nothing I could have done about it but that's how I felt for a while I don't I felt th- like my, yeah. yeah I felt like it was like I was a disappointment to people because I didn't la- like it was so quick I can understand you feeling that way but it wasn't like even talking to you today like it's almost like I feel your pain like I'm not disappointed about you I'm disappointed for you does that make sense yeah, like yeah. like like I I can I can understand that what you went through was just a fucking gut punch from Mike Tyson. Like it, it was, it was like it's yeah. one of it's one of the worst things you could ever go through. Like your dream gets crushed by something you have no control over, absolutely no control over. Yeah. We're never gonna see a pandemic like that ever again. Yeah, at least in our lifetime. <laughs> right, right. So like it's just it's something that you know nobody saw coming. It's so random. It's so crazy, yeah. and um. And yeah, you know, there's nothing you could have done, like you said. I mean, if if anything, you can you you can look back and you can say, well, actually, my professional career was trending in a, the right direction. I was actually <laughs> ascending very quickly through the ranks in the minors. So, um, yeah. So, you know, of course, it's difficult when you come home and, and you're telling people like, hey, this is how it's going to be. There's no minor season. Not only is there no minor season, there trimming their I mean god damn I mean a professional baseball team has what 40 guys on each team so they're literally cutting hundreds of players through their ranks what what was the next step for you though did you actually think about okay I'm gonna be a businessman like my dad or were you still training or you know what were you thinking yeah so immediately like I I thought I always go back to one of the guys that I was really close with from Rhode Island at UConn we were both in the same. He was a senior. I was a fifty. You're talking about Mason, right? No. I'm oh, not about, not Mason. Uh, John Topa. Oh, okay. Know. He's another Rhode Island. Guy, okay. But um, him and I were both like. I mean, he was more of a prospect than I was, but we both said like, because a lot of guys end up if they don't play 
like call affiliate ball with like the the MLB teams, the affiliated teams. There's a lot of other professional quote unquote baseball teams like independent leagues and amateur like that stuff. And a lot of players that don't end up getting drafted or whatnot go and play in these independent leagues to hopefully get a chance to sign with an affiliate team. But me and him would always joke about our last year, like, hey, if like if we don't get a chance with an affiliate team, like that's it. Like we don't want to spend our lives playing an independent ball, like not doing anything. So after I got released, I had an, I ended up having an agent in pro ball um, that I worked close with, great guy. But he meant asking me like, oh, do you, like, what do you want to do? Like, I have some independent teams that you can sign contracts for if you want to keep playing. Like, you can play during this season, and then hopefully next year, like, you can try to sign with another team again. And I'm like, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, I got to move on. I, I actually, like you said, my dad's been in the business for a while in financial services, and I had started studying. He told me that the licensing for the exams was something that you'd be able to utilize for a lot of different opportunities. So might as well start studying for those. So I actually passed um, my first exam by SIE when I came home from my first season. So before I went to spring training in 2020, I had already done one of the exams. So okay. when I came back after they sent us home from spring training in 2020, I started studying for my series seven, which was the next exam. Um, so then when I got released, I kind of put a pause because all the dramatics, but then I ended up just going right back to my study and I ended up finishing all my exams that year. But so like I said, it, it wasn't the independent ball was, so I thought, yeah, it would be awesome to go just continue to play baseball for my life, but you're not making any money. <laughs> so I'm like, I got well, yeah. to move on. I made the mature decision, I like to call <laughs> I like to call it and right. move on. I definitely stayed in, in the game. Uh, I definitely wanted to stay in the game at some sort. Um, not really into the coaching, the coaching part of the game, but I, I really enjoy the training and the development side. It's something that I really had a passion in when I was playing. I really enjoyed – um, I don't want to sound cliche, but like the process of, of training and being involved, like it was fun for me. For sure, yeah. yeah. It was fun for me to work out and, and to train for a purpose. Like we were, we, like you said, we were talking about before. It's <laughs> a lot less motivating now to to get up in the morning before work and go lift and <laughs> go squat and, and bench and stuff like that. No, I mean a, for sure, a, yeah. yeah it, it was a lot more fun when you had a purpose and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the training business on the side, I, I really enjoy it. I kind of look at it as, like you said, I've had a lot of experiences I, with high school and college, the lows, the highs of college, pro ball, even though it was only for a few months or a quarter of a year, still had some of the experience to be able to share and, and educate the next generation of players. Not necessarily, obviously a lot of skill work, like mechanical work and things like that, but I, I really think the mental side is something that I struggled with early on in my career in early stages of college, but something that I really was able to work at and progress, which enabled me to end up being drafted, was the mental side of the game, which I try to share with a lot of people now. It's, it's, it's part of the game that I'll never forget the quote. We used to have mental conditioning meetings with the Pirates, which at first I used to think, like, what the hell is this for? Like, this is so eyewash. Like, why do we need to talk about this? And people used to just blow it off, blow it off, and – I'm thinking like whatever, whatever advantage I can get, like I'm the lap. Like, so I would pay attention to these meetings and end up being so meaningful to me. Um, they would, they would talk about the mental side of the game is about 80% of the actual game. It, it really is. And yeah. So if the mental is 80% and the physical is 20%, but training for the game, you're training 90, 95% physical 
and maybe 5% mental. So why, why would it, it doesn't align, right? If, you, if your mental game is 20, 80%, you should be training the mental side of the game a lot yeah. more. Yeah, one more time. So we got CJ Danino. CJ, thanks for coming over. I knew that our paths would cross in life. Like I said during the intro, like your dad, he was like a father to me. I knew you played ball, obviously way better than I was. And while I was at Peru, you were in the pros. So obviously, you know, our paths didn't cross. But I knew that this shit would happen eventually, man. You're a great guy. Really appreciate you for coming on the show. You think you could strike me out? Nah, 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 nah. I'm busting your balls, bro. You think you could strike me out on three straight? I don't know. Yeah, you could. Absolutely. Nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. I'm fucking with you, bro. Dude, of course you could, bro. You you fucking you played professionally. I have to be able to throw three strikes in a row. I don't know. Nah, 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 nah. I'm playing. I'm playing. All right, man. All right, CJ, man. Appreciate you for coming on, my guy. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me.